ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and children of all ages. Welcome to episode 46 of the Fumble Recovery Fantasy Football Podcast, where we're right in the heart of the playoffs. For many of you, you would have had the first round by. For others, you might have been in a match uh, to get into the semis, so would have been playing in week 13. Uh, but as I say, it's the heart of the playoffs and, um, of course, the toilet bowls uh, or whatever you call those consolation-type bowls. Uh, but anyway, with me to break down uh, next couple of weeks sort of action is Mo. How are you doing, Mo? Yeah, how's it going? <laughs> not bad, not bad. Uh, I think Chiggs may be joining us, but uh, not able to at the moment. And Paul is uh, going to try and make the last day or last couple of days of lockdown. <laughs> oh, my God. Good old think- lockdown. Yep, tier three for London and uh, surrounding areas. So um, I think Paul's going to make the most of that by doing something with the family. So um, Mo, how are you set for the playoffs? How many um, how many playoffs are you in? Or what about the ones you played in in week 13? Uh, most of them, fortunately, I had buys. I think three of my leagues had buys. Um, uh, one of them, I uh, won it pretty easily. But my main league, oh man, uh, Scary Terry did not do well for me. And I went up against T.Y. and uh, Henry. Um, so, yeah, they put up some serious numbers. Even the, even the other guy had Kansas City defense, which I, I did not expect the Kansas City defense to put up as many points as they did. So the uh, only chance I have is Andrews having a big game today. Going to need at least two touchdowns, 50 yards, maybe five catches. I think that'll do it. Nice. Well, good luck. Hopefully, How about yourself? Yeah. How are you doing with your, uh, well, with your leagues? Well, it's a bit of a... It's almost like a bye week for me because the leagues that I made the playoffs in, um, either I'm guaranteed a playoff spot, as in, so in the, in our keeper league, I'm playing Chiggs, uh, but win or lose, I'm in the playoffs. Whereas with Chiggs, I think he has to beat me to make it in. Um, so we're in a fairly close one there. I think it's come down to Kareem Hunt uh, and some points and the Browns against Landry. So it could be close. I think I'm favourite to win at the moment, and um, as there's not much benefit, I could end up with the number one seed if I win. Oh, nice. But otherwise, yeah. And then the two dynasty leagues were in. Um, I got a first round buy in those, so it was a bit of a boring fantasy week for me. <laughs> and then the fourth league that I'm in, the playoffs, I got a fairly easy win in that. So um, yeah, onto the next round but uh, that was it it's just the four leagues so yeah, it was kind of like a bye week it was the <laughs> worst fantasy week in terms of like having an active interest for me so next week would be big with obviously four playoff games oh um, for sure and in fact um me against chigs in one of them uh, so that would be interesting um keeping an eye on <laughs> i'm sure we'll be texting each other back and forth it's like oh, i think i might win i think you might win so uh, <laughs> it's going to be interesting so um i think this was a bit of a redemption week uh, for many players and i'm going to go through some of the some of the names but uh, any players who really stood out to you that were sort of surprise packages or even players you kind of expected to do well and others were low on um, one QB I was very impressed with was uh, well, Drew Locke for one. Another one was Tua. Tua mm. put up some really good points, and I did not expect him to do that. Especially, he lost Parker early on. Then he also lost, you know, Gasecki here. In the, you know, later in the second half, um, he um, he put up some decent numbers. And even uh, Jalen Hurts. I mean, that that was that was a great win there, um, being the Saints. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would say those guys those guys really impressed me. 
on a QB standpoint. Um, I mean, Drew Locke, I, I thought I thought the Panthers' defense was going to feast on him, but uh, he played really well. He did. I, was, I think that's his best game he's ever had, actually. I think people forget he's had less than 16 career starts because he came in last year, didn't start from the get-go, and then he was injured, and then this season he's been injured. So I think he's had less than 16 career starts which is not even at a full season under his, ba- uh, under his belt. But again, I'm not getting too excited just yet because it was his best game, but um, I think he needs to do that more consistently. Uh, so we will get on to Drew Locke shortly. But um, can you guess who the top three QBs were in a six-point-per-touchdown league? I think um, uh, Rodgers was one of them for sure. Yep. Um, outside of that, I'm kind of, I couldn't tell you. Uh, so, I presume. Right, go ahead. Well, Rogers, one of the guys is somebody you were impressed by and you mentioned. Uh, Tua or I guess Drew yeah. Locke? Uh, it was Tua. Oh, Tua nice. threw 28 completions for 316 yards, two touchdowns through the air, and then also one on the ground. Um, so Tua, Tua was QB3 on the week. Can you guess what QB2 was on the week? Oh, Russell, I would have thought Russell, but I think they ran the ball more with Carson there. Um, was it Drew Locke by chance or no? Uh, Russell Wilson and Drew Locke were joint in our scoring system in fourth slash fifth. It's, it's a name that's going to surprise you. I think it's going to surprise you, but I think it could be somebody who wins players' championships. Who is it? Mitchell Trubisky. Oh, that's right. Yes. He did have a good game. He did have a good game. 24 completions, 267 yards, three touchdowns through the air, 23 rushing yards. Mitch Trubisky, let me just talk you through his week 15 and week 16. So he played Houston in week 14. We know they're susceptible to the pass um, amongst the worst pass defenses in the league. Week 15, he's got Minnesota. So again, they've been pretty bad against the pass this year. And then week 16, Jacksonville. How much could you trust somebody like a Trubisky? I, I would trust them, actually. I think on a waiver wire, I would, I would take him. Um, uh, I think if you could trade for him for something cheap, I mean, it's actually worth the risk there. Uh, so you'd I give would, your late second to get Trubisky? I would give a second to get Trubisky, yes. Because I think there's you still have youth there. He's still, I mean... I don't know. I don't know if he's going to continue in Chicago, but I mean, you still ha- you still have a f- you still have a possibility or a glimpse of hope for a future, oh, instead of like giving like a first for you know uh, a Brady or a Breeze or a Big Ben, where you probably only have one when you're out of them. And mm. I think points wise, I think you can get similar points in the next you know next next two weeks from them. Um, however, I think you just have that little glimmer of hope that Mitch may work out, may, may you know may may come up something in the future. Honestly, I didn't really watch much of the games except I didn't watch much of that game at all. I just saw a couple of the highlights uh, with Montgomery for, uh, for the most part, who had a nice game. But um, I do know I, I do have shares of Allen Robinson, and he did really well. So that's one thing mm-hmm. I do love when Mitch is a Mitch is in center. Funny thing is like you know I think we always spoke how folds should improve the fantasy value of Allen uh, Robinson, but it's actually Mitch who um, looks towards Allen uh, throws through 
uh, uh, Robinson uh, more than um, uh, Foles did. So I actually like the fact that Mitch is back there. So if you could trade your second for one player, and you're probably looking fairly short term, uh, would you go for Mitch against the Vikings and uh, the Jags in Week 16, or would you go for Philip Rivers, who has the Texans in Week 15, but then Pittsburgh in Week 16? I would go with Mitch just because uh, I don't like that Pittsburgh matchup, and I think it's at Pittsburgh, if I'm not mistaken. Which, it is at Pittsburgh, yeah. Okay, which um, you got cold weather, something that Philip is not accustomed to, Rivers not accustomed to, and I mean the running game's coming, um, you know, coming to fruition there now with uh, uh, Taylor. So I w- I would probably go with Mitch over Rivers. That's ah, interesting hot take then. Plus, um, plus a future. I mean, like I think he's still he's still holding out on that glimmer of hope that he may become something at the end. Yeah, and a couple of players are talking of sort of veterans. Um, Drew Brees is expected to be back week 15, but although there's now stories that he may not be back, right. so it's a bit bit, bit of a um, dodgy one there. Uh, Big Ben, I think he's been fairly disappointing the last few weeks, even though he's had historically high pass attempts. So week 12 against baltimore 51 pass attempts week 13 against washington 53 pass attempts this week against buffalo dialed it down but 37 attempts but only 21 completions for 187 had a disappointing score of just over 14 nearly 14 and a half big ben's last two games are cincinnati in week 15 and indianapolis in week 16 would you prefer Big Ben over either Mitch or over Rivers? Mm, gee, that's a tough defense there. Oh, man. I'm going to go gamble and go with Mitch again. Cool. So these are the kinds of players, you know, you could probably obtain for your second. Um, I mean, if you want to give up a first, you're probably targeting somebody a bit more reliable like a tom brady i don't think you can get tom brady for a second here's a name actually you own shares of him gardner Minshew. his next two opponents oh it actually i'm just looking at the opponent it's not it's easy not nice yeah. it's not nice at all it's nope. a, on the road to baltimore and then at home to chicago, chicago so yep. yeah would you have any confidence starting gardner Minshew? i think i don't think i have an option i think he's on my starting lineup for next week and the week after uh Unless I'm trading for a QB, um, yeah. I mean, unless someone wants a piece of Gardner Minshew, I wouldn't mind doing a Gardner and Trubisky trade. But uh, um, well, so the question is: in your superflex, are you going to play Gardner Minshew, or are you going to play a receiver or a running back instead? I mean, the only ones I would play that I would feel comfortable with would be it would it would probably be the Raygar or Rugs, which I was I think I would take uh, Minshew over them too. And I think running back wise, I don't really think I have anyone beyond. Uh, I mean, I could I could go with Haskins if Haskins starts. Um, he's yeah. got an easier matchup, uh, but um, it's Haskins, unfortunately. Um, so yeah, uh, uh, actually, I mean, I think based on my roster, I would I would I don't think I have a choice but to chart start Minchu unless I want to put in Rager or Rugs, which Rager would be an interesting um, uh, player to start up there. But especially with Hurts now, it looks like. That Philly offense, you know, just just something new. Just, you know, they just injected some new blood into the offense and just kind of changed up everything. And 
worked great for Miles Sanders. So uh, Miles Sanders, uh, I would probably take Miles Sanders. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to have two Eagles on my starting roster if I'm starting yeah. Ross Sanders. So it's it's Minchumania for me. I think at this point, <laughs> you're gonna ride and die with it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I mean, one of the you know one of the ways QBs rack up the points, as we've seen with Lamar, is uh, rushing through the ground. Can you guess who the top three rushing QBs were in the week? Um, I think Jonathan Taylor. He did, he went off, didn't he? Oh, sorry, rushing quarterbacks. Oh, sorry, rushing, rushing quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, oh. So which QBs had the most rushing yards? Hurts uh, Hurts had to have one of them, right? If I'm not mistaken, he ran yep. a lot. Yeah, Hurts is number one by some distance, actually. Um, next one I'll probably put in. Uh, Watson had a, he ran quite a bit. I think he had a touchdown too. Almost, he was uh, fourth in terms of rushing yards. Oh, really? Mm. Kyler Murray. Yep, Kyler. Last one's going to be. I'd be surprised if you got it. Actually, I couldn't. I mean, I except Josh Allen. I, I didn't even watch that game though, so I couldn't <laughs> tell you. I think it was schemed in because of the opponents, but it was Kirk Cousins. Oh, really? Them. Against the yeah, Bucks, so Jalen Hurts had 18 rushes for 106 yards. Uh, really good on the ground, actually. Uh, Kyler Murray, 13 for 47, and Kirk Cousins, five for 41. Because um, ah, I, I was watching Red Zone, thinking, "Oh, Kirk Cousins scampering! Oh, again!" As I'm not used to seeing <laughs> Kirk Cousins sort of a uh, Kirk Cousins running for it. Uh, Kirk Cousins' last two games. I don't know how much you can really trust. Um, Cousins. I mean, he's been good against the bad opponents, but no, he's got Chicago and New Orleans, so you probably want to try and avoid those matchups, really. Uh, actually, here's a question. If you had Kirk Cousins as your QB2, so say you've got somebody like a Deshaun Watson and, and then Kirk Cousins, would you give up your Kirk Cousins to get Mitch Trubisky for those playoff games? Oh, no, I'm starting Kirk Cousins over, over Mitch. Kirk Cousins against the Bears and the uh, um, Saints. Saints, I think so. I mean, I, 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 I don't see that much of a differential between Kirk Cousins' numbers and Mitch's numbers. Okay. I think that's that's what I, it's. It's kind of like I'm not going to see much from like Big Ben or Philip Rivers and Mitch's numbers either. Uh, but I think yeah. you have that youth factor with uh, Mitch and Kirk Cousins. I think you, you still have a couple more solid years with him too. So I, I don't think I would give up Kirk Cousins for Mitch. Yeah, so as I was saying, with QBs, there's definitely a bit of a redemption-type week this week. You know, uh, Mitch Trubisky, QB2, Tua Tagovailoa, QB3, Drew Locke, QB4, uh, Derek Carr was QB6, Jalen Hurts, QB7. So in all these guys who people have been down on at various points, or in the case of Jalen Hurts, his first career start, did have a bit of a... Redemption, and I think that theme kind of continues when we get into the running backs. So, could you guess who the? Let's see if you can get the top five running oh, backs. Derrick Henry, who killed me in one of my leagues. I was up, I was up against Derrick Henry. Yep. Um, Jonathan Taylor, I think. Yeah. Um, so oh, nice. I know Montgomery's up there. He he had that big eighty-yard scamper, started everything off. Yep, running back five. Um, Cam Akers, he had a great... Uh, Just missed game. out, running back six, but you were, were talking by point one. Okay. Point. So in, in other leagues, it could have been 
Yeah, um, I'll be six. Miles Sanders, he definitely had a good game. Yep, I'll be three on the week. Jones on my bench, four, of course. Five. And um, one, one is a bit closer to home. Eckler? I got shares of Eckler. No. Oh, close Miles to home as for my team? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I guess it would have to be Davis, but he, I didn't yeah. realize he had that many. He was a top five running back, though. He was, and um, it's because he had quite multifaceted yards. So Mike Davis's line was 11 rushes for 51, two touchdowns. He did have two touchdowns. But also five receptions for 42. Oh, okay. So I think Mike Davis is one of those players, if CMC is ruled out for the next game, you might want to consider giving up like your third four or something. You know, you'd, I think you'd be foolish to give up a second for Mike Davis because, you know, he's got limited sort of use. But, um, you know, Green Bay next game, one of the absolute worst against um, against the run. So uh, I think Mike Davis might be worth trading for uh, in some, certain situations. So, yeah, a bit of a redemption week. You've got Jonathan Taylor at RB2. Uh, with 20 carries, finally. It was annoying because I was watching for a while and he took the first set of downs and then we didn't see him for ages. It was all Naheem Hines. And I thought, yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> like, Jonathan Taylor's playing <laughs> well here. Uh, but no, I think 20 might be the most carries he's had all season. I'm just going to check that quickly because I know he doesn't often reach those highs. Okay, 22 against Green Bay because Green Bay can't defend the run. But, uh, you know, 20 yesterday, Miles Sanders, again, uh, 115 rushing yards on um, 14 attempts and two touchdowns. That's, gonna... It's a good defense, too. Good running defense. It was, yeah. New Orleans. I think he's the first running back to rush for over 100 yards yep. in, in 55 games, something like that. Yep, I saw that stat. New Orleans. So that, you know, that's very impressive. And then if you add to that the 106 rushing yards that Jalen Hurts got as well, um, they ran all over the Saints, in effect. Um, so I don't know if the Saints weren't prepared for that. But uh, no, fair play to the Eagles. Um, I am going to just touch on, because um, I feel like a bit of a broken record trying to justify how I'm not a fan of this guy, but David Montgomery, you did call the easy <laughs> shit. He's had two good weeks, so full credit to you and Chiggs for sticking by him. Uh, I have to ask this question though. He only had eleven carries. Does that not concern you? Um, I think uh, I think that was the game scheme. I think they they didn't want they didn't want to they didn't want to run to the ground. Um, he because if if but you look at his up, they were up big in that game. Yeah, I thought he got more carries. Uh, I think they wanted to just try out Patterson stuff. Uh, they, they've kind of done that. I've noticed that when I know they've always been kind of swinging Patterson in, but this, I, I don't think they um. Uh, you know, I'm trying to think of his his prior rushes. Majority of the time, the reason he never got many touches is because they're always behind, so they're always throwing. So yeah, you're right. This time you expected him to run more, but I think they're just kind of mixing in Patterson here and there. Um, I always think that they didn't want they they were just so far ahead since they are he is their starter. I was just assuming that they didn't want to you know give him as many touches. That was my assumption at least, or maybe they just saw the, the, they just saw the ideal matchup in the air. Um, honestly, I, I didn't really see that game from beginning to end. I don't know how many carries uh, Patterson got, but um, I mean, we always said that you know Houston's got a decent run defense, but you can throw on them quite a bit. Um, so I, I, I would, I'm gonna, I'm gonna chalk that up to just game scheme. Yeah, because that that's one thing that would worry me. Two weeks ago against the Packers, 
he also only had 11 um, carries, but again, he got it for over 100. So, his, you know, yards per carry is good. But then what's weird is, just as I said, the game script, you look at sort of week, uh, week eight against the Saints, he had 21 carries. Week six against the Panthers, he had 19 carries. Other games where he's had 14. So I was just, I thought it was a bit weird seeing him only had the 11. I mean, they've got as easy as you can almost get, you know, with the Vikings and the Jags next up. So um, let's see. I mean, the Vikings, if they get Eric Kendricks back, they're a different machine because um, he's a really, really good middle linebacker. Um, but he was missing, I think, this week. So one to keep an eye out on. Uh, your boy Cam Akers had a really good really good day didn't get a touchdown that's what that's why he was wasn't sort of a top two top three but 171 rushing yards 29 carries are you now confident cam Akers is the guy i think so i think moving forward you have to get him i'm i'm and i'm upset myself from i think at the beginning of the season i said hey keep an eye on dobbins keep an eye on uh, acres keep an eye on you know taylor swift I guarantee you, some of these some of these managers in redraft leagues are going to get weak hands and they're going to drop them. And sure enough, I saw Dobbins Dobbins on the waiver wire in many of my leagues. I saw Acres on the waiver wire in many of my leagues. Just because I mean, most of my leagues, you you know, we don't have deep benches. You only have like five or six bench spots, so you know, you just have to have room because of injuries and so forth. And I just I think I picked them up for a week. I would drop them. I never held on to them, and I'm kind of kind of kicking myself in the butt for that. But uh, no, I mean, I always believed in him. I think um, it just took a while to earn, understand the scheme. Uh, and uh, I think moving forward, I mean, if, if you have a piece of acres or if you get him next year in the future, he's going he's gonna to do well. It's I think they've they got an easy schedule, too, I think. I think they have um, I think one of the games is Seattle. I'm not sure what the other game is. But I don't think it's very uh, difficult. Yeah, the Jets. Okay. Who are okay against the run defense, but Jets are just... The Jets. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're giving up points to everyone at the moment, aren't they? Um, they got trounced by the Seahawks as well. Um, a player that you know, I think we're all fans of, but uh, was a RB2 purely because of the touchdown, but DeAndre Swift, he only had seven carries uh, for 24 and then four catches for 26. As I said, the touchdown saved the day and he got 14 points or so in half PPR, but how would you feel about starting DeAndre Swift the next couple of weeks? Because seven carries is very low. Yeah. What's the matchup? Who's one of the next two games? It's got Tennessee, and they're without Clowney, so they can be run on. I, I would do Tennessee for sure. They've been they've been weak at the run. Uh, what's the uh, last game? Oh, Tampa Bay. Yeah, I play them. Play them Tennessee. I would sit Tampa. Sit against Tampa. Yeah, that's what my thinking is as well. I mean, well, yeah. actually, if if I'm playing you. If I make it to the finals and you make it to the finals, I think you have Swift. So, yeah, go ahead and play him uh, against Tampa. <laughs> yep. Um, another good day. I mean, Dalvin Cook, you were saying you're going to be interested to see how he does against um, the Did he get a rush. touchdown? I think a touchdown saved him. He got a touchdown, but he did rush for 102 yards as well. Oh, okay. On no, the that's not bad. Up. No, not bad. You know, two catches for eight yards, so not much to do the air, but... Um, I think Tampa is as good as it gets against the run. If I'm not mistaken, I think they're number one or certainly top three. So, um, but you know, with your studs, you can't sit them. So, Dalvin no, Cook, there's no question. Yeah, regardless. But no, you know, he's a uh, 22 points, um, pretty good performance against 
good run defense. Uh, other players who had some sort of a decent production this week, just looking at um, Lynn Bowden. I don't know if you'd have any faith in playing him. <laughs> he had seven receptions for 82 yards. And, uh, you know, 82 yards is not bad for a PPR type player. I guess he's had to come in because there was no um, <clears throat> Salvon Ahmed or um, who's the... Gaskins, he was out. COVID Gaskins, yeah. Oh. He's back. COVID, yeah. JD McKissick, um, he actually did it more on the ground than through the air. These are just some of the names. If you're utterly desperate, you might want to try and trade for, but I don't think I've got any. Well, let me ask you this about Dalvin Cook. What would you actually value him for the mere fact that he doesn't have a contract? And you, you can see him turning out to be one of these guys like Melvin Gordon or Bell or these players that kind of hold, you know, hold out and you know, end up you know, getting franchise tagged. And, and clearly they're running him to the ground this year. They are, but I also think, all things considered, he is also one of the best in the league. I think he's, I think he's better than Gordon ever was. I agree with that. I think he's at least or about as good. I mean, personally, I think he's better, but at least as good as Bell was at his best. Because yeah, I think Bell know, was maybe better. Well, Bell had the amazing offensive line of the Steelers, right? Yeah. So, you, okay, the Jets is maybe not a fair comparison, but he's not really done it at the Chiefs either. So I don't know if that year year out has really harmed him. So I think just based on that, you know, he's going to get the spot. Uh, Chiggs is joined. Hey, Chiggs. Hello. Uh, we're just talking Dalvin Cook. Uh, how do you rate Dalvin Cook's talent knowing he's probably going to be a free agent? And... Uh, not really talked about free agents yet. We'll do that in the off season. But uh, for me, I was just saying I think he's as um, more talented than like a Melvin Gordon ever was, and I think he's better than Lev Bell ever was, just as standalone, ignoring the O line. But uh, which is why yeah. I think it's hard hard to trade him away unless you're rebuilding. Then I feel like you have to and just try and get a couple of firsts or something if you can. Yeah, I think I think that's a fair comparison, right? I mean, you know, you obviously got a little bit of in injury history as well. Um, yeah, if you're on rebuild, definitely, you know, probably net, that's a good time to sell. I agree with you. I think talent-wise, he's definitely up there. Um, I think I caught a bit of you saying, obviously, about Lev Bell's eye line at the Steelers. Um, obviously, he sort of played a big part as well. And you've seen the other sort of running backs reduce in that system. Um yeah, so it's a tricky one. But, you know, he's still a very, very productive running back. What is he, three, three seasons in the league? Four seasons, Dalvin Cook? Yeah. Third, yeah, third or fourth season, yeah. This is yeah. the fourth season. Fourth season, now. fourth season, yeah. Fourth season, yeah. So th this is kind of when you expect, you know, the running backs to get their sort of big contract and then you generally see their production start tailing off, right? It's very rare. You, know, you might get another one, two years out of it, but... Yeah, yeah. You so want to... when... oh, hi, right? Yeah, so I, I think most places that he could land, and again, we'll cover free agents in the off-season, he should do well. Um, I'm not sure if the Vikings are going to be able to pay him as much as he is really a big part of the DNA 
and a big part of why Thielen and Jefferson and prior to that Diggs were successful. So they're going to have to really nail it. If they're planning to draft somebody next season, um, they're, they're going to need to nail that and make sure, you know, whoever the RB is that they draft hits the ground running. Otherwise, I think that's going to affect the likes of Jefferson and Thielen, um, Kirk Cousins as well. It's going to put more pressure on Cousins. So, um, yeah, yeah bold, bold by the Vikings. But um, what did you say, Mike? I think another interesting point, um, uh, it's going to be actually very interesting, all the free agents coming in, um, there's a chance that the salary crap gets reduced. So um, that, that's going to be yeah. interesting off-season. Like, like you said, it will we'll probably, we'll probably cover during free agency. That's going to be interesting for all these big players, big-name players looking for a big contract. Um, first of all, if, if the salary crap does get reduced, whether, first of all, teams can even afford who they have on their roster, for one, which they might be exceptions or inclusions put in place, um, with, which I presume the NFL would do, but yeah, it's going to be interesting for any free agent of how they're going to, how what type of contract they're going to be able to rustle up now. Yeah, and I think um, the likes of Derek Henry, CMC, and Alvin Kamara just timed it really well to get yeah. get that contract before all of this sort of COVID stuff happened. But that said, they are three players who are a big part of the DNA of that team. And Derrick Henry in particular is the DNA. Everything is centered on Derrick Henry to allow then the passing game to open up. Because um, without Derrick Henry, there is no big production for the likes of AJ Brown, I don't think. And Tannen Hill being um, as good as he's been as well. So I think Derrick Henry is a big, big proponent. So definitely needed to be paid titans did the right thing signing him up but i can't see cook um, or chris carson who's going to be a free agent getting anywhere near the level of money those three guys got i think it was even smart of austin eckler to take a, a you know much lower money yeah uh, to get himself secured for pretty much four seasons so he's going to get six seven million for four seasons but that's better than testing the waters in free agency and then getting one- and two-year contracts, as it was. Uh, Jiggs, I was just talking David Montgomery before you joined. We're saying despite the big lead, he only had the 11 carries, which, you know, great production. Any concern with the level of carries that he's getting? Yeah, I think I think that's, that's going to be the worry, right? I think the, the key thing is he's got great matchups, so he should still be able to produce good numbers but I'd be more confident if he was getting yeah, the volume of 20 plus touches um, you know to go along with that so then you know the lack of touches you are kind of hoping for that sort of touchdown as well so yeah it, it does add an element of nervousness but you, know, you still got to run with him in the playoffs, yeah I so. think so I, I agree with you I think you do have to just run with it um, okay, so receivers then. We've said so far is a bit of a redemption week for QBs and RBs. I think there's a couple of receivers in that mix as well. So can you guess who the top three receivers were on the week, Mo? Um, I know Allen Robinson was up there. He, he, yeah. he, 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 put, up, he put up some solid points for me. Wide receiver um, two? Uh, Ridley yeah. had a big game, didn't he? Ridley was up there, wide receiver four, just missed the top three. Was AJ Brown up there? 
AJ Brown was. He was wide receiver three. Um, so Alan Robinson, nine receptions for 123 and a touchdown. AJ Brown, seven for 112 and a touchdown. Can you guess who the wide receiver one was on the week? Devontae Adams? No, Adams didn't get as many. Adams was a wide receiver one, but not the wide receiver one. One on the week. It wasn't Ty, right? Ty had two touchdowns on a oh, Ty had a good game, yeah. Yeah, Ty had a good game. He wasn't wide receiver one. He is six by the looks of it. Yeah, six. Well, who's number one then? Stephon Diggs. Oh, oh yeah, he had a big game, yeah. didn't he? Ten receptions, hundred and thirty yards, and a touchdown. Um, that, uh, think... that hurt me against you this week, Amir. The NFL lads. It, yeah, I woke up uh, surprised. Um, that he got so many points, and then I saw the uh, stat line. I thought, okay. Um, but we, I called it last week. I said, with the Steelers, they've lost some big players on defense, and yeah. not as not as scary to face on defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've still got the likes of T.J. Watt, absolute superstars, Cam Hayward, as well. But losing Bud Dupree was massive for them, and I think they also lost um, Hilton, right, who was all over the field last week. So they lost the starting D linemen, starting corner. I think that's big for them. Um, I don't know who the rest of the games are, but I mean, Steelers not going to get the number one seed now because Chiefs have got that outright, haven't they? Um, but I think there's quite still... a big. Um, I think there's quite a big divisional game against the Browns coming up as well. Yes, yeah, so if the Browns beat the uh, Ravens today, which itself yeah. is a massive game. Uh, and, you know, that's actually a game that could have big playoff implications. But um, I think Stefan Diggs uh, has been really good. Um, I think we mentioned before he's definitely top five receiver on the season. A lot of concerns about going to Buffalo where it was a run first team last season. And this season they've just sort of let the shackles off um, on Diggs. But it's, but it's kind Hilton, of what we said, though, right, in the off season, There was some risk, but you're saying that, you know... we. He's a talented guy, and now he's the clear number one. The only issue was going to be Josh Allen's kind of accuracy and, and throwing, and they say they've taken the shackles off and delivered in a massive way. So, yeah, you know, probably what would you, would you say if you're in a startup? He's a top top five wide wide receiver. Ooh, it's tricky. It's tricky. I, I, I'll he's... give you top ten. Um, yeah, there's, yeah, there's, there's a lot of definitely top ten. Yeah, yeah. Top, top, top 10, I would give you, yeah. Top 10 for sure. Top 5, because you're talking Michael Thomas, Tyreek Hill. Devontae got Adams. Devontae well, Adams. Was, so here's, a funny, here's a funny thing, right? Would you still put Michael Thomas in that? Assuming Taysom Hill was their quarterback going forward, right? Say um, Breeze retires and they, they name um, Taysom Hill as a starter. Would you still have Michael Thomas in your top 5? I think I would, just for the talent. I mean, Taysom Hill found him quite a bit. The what's mm-hmm. gone down big is the um, touchdowns. And yeah. that's where, with Taysom under centre, you'd be a bit worried about the touchdowns. But given the age, I think he's still you know, got a lot of good years ahead of him. I would still have Michael Thomas personally above somebody like a Calvin Ridley um, or even like an AJ Brown. But... I can understand the argument against as well. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. You know, then, then you've also got the likes of Justin Jefferson, who had a bit of a down week this week, but we know has been phenomenal on seasons. Nuke, Devontae Adams. So 
I think Diggs is there or thereabout, but it probably falls in the six to ten range for me personally. Yeah, I think that's fair. Who would you rather have in Dynasty, uh, Stefan Diggs or Calvin Ridley? For me, Diggs. What's the age difference? Diggs is 27, and I'm guessing Ridley's about 23, 24. Mm. Well, 25, mm. so there's only two years in it, age-wise. Uh, I think the Diggs. me, I'll take in Diggs because what I've seen with him with Josh Allen this year, you know, there's going to be a sort of coaching change in, in Atlanta. Do they go a different direction with their quarterback? With, you know, can can um, Calvin Ridley be the guy without Julio? So, you know, I think it could be, but I think there's a little bit of doubt, um, which yeah. kind of makes me lean towards a safer option with Diggs. Yeah, I mean, I'm the same. Pretty bad yesterday. It wouldn't surprise me if they're trying to trade him in the offseason, just yeah. sort of start fresh. Cool. I mean, they're, they're, uh, they're, they're, they're the two guys. I think Julio and Matt Ryan, you know, if they're going into rebuild, those are two guys that should be looking to move, right? Yeah, I think so. Uh, although Julio may just stay for life and then... Because they, they keep paying him, don't they? Every season they increase his contract slightly, increase his contract slightly. Uh, so Julio, I can think, I think will be okay. Uh, Brandon Ayuk had a really good game. Obviously, Debo went out very early. That helped you win um, one of your games, actually, Chiggs. Um, one did, of your yeah. playoff games. So, uh, what's the prognosis on Debo? Have you heard anything yet, Mo? I have not. I've not got an update on heat. Uh, last thing I heard was a hamstring, I believe. Um, okay. But I so haven't got any updates on it today. So, he's missing your playoffs, most likely, then, if it's Hemi. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, because I, I think you saw the frustration on his face. Like, he knew exactly what it was. Um, yeah, just he just had a very injury-ridden season here. feel bad for him. So Brandon Ayuk, I mean, they lost to the football team, but he had 16 targets for 10 receptions. What would you pay for someone like Ayuk to get him into your <laughs> why, why, the, why, do you, uh, why, why, why do you want to pose that question to me, Amir? Because I, I had him at the 2.6 uh, or 7 uh, draft, uh, rookie draft last year until um, I got sniped there. Uh, <laughs> I, I honestly, I don't know. What, I, honestly, I, I couldn't tell you what I would pay for him. I think... I mean, I, I love his talent. Um, uh, I think it, it'll be. I don't think you're gonna see the numbers he had this year, next year, because you're gonna have Kittle and you're gonna have, um, you're gonna have Kittle, you're gonna have Debo, and you're gonna have all the running backs back. So yeah. I would honestly uh, be on a holding pattern with him to see, um, how, you know, how much he produces next year or the year after. But this year, I mean, if you want to get him for the playoffs, I mean, he's definitely worth the first. Okay. Yeah, I, I think I think I think that's fair. Like for me, if I was looking to sell him, I'd probably take a late first for him. Um, you know, not that I look to be actively shopping him, but you know, if I can get like a, a late first and maybe like a young, I don't know, like a Van Jefferson or something like that, as a sort of or Anthony McFarlane as a throw-in piece, you know, it could be quite interesting. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, I can see him being heavily targeted the next couple of games, so probably something you wanna wanna try and get. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm obviously I'm obviously gonna be starting him next week against you, and hopefully against maybe Mo in the in the finals. So, 
Or hopefully whoever you're playing in the third, fourth place player. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he's got so, he's got a good uh, he's got a good matchups too Dallas and Arizona. Oh, very good. I mean Dallas had a bit of a blowout win, but Bengals were in self destruct mode yesterday as well. Um, and then finally Titans first first few of mostly sort of the usual suspects. Um, can you guess who the tight end one was on the week? Oh, oh give me a second. Uh, Mike, Mike, Mike Kosicki. That's what I was going to say, Mike Kosicki, before he got injured. <laughs> yep, that's exactly what I was thinking. No, I changed my tone of voice to try and surprise you, but it's actually just Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey is the man when it comes to tight ends. Uh, Unbelievable. Again, eight receptions, 136 yards, another touchdown. Uh, Mike Kosicki, though, was tight end two, five for 65 and two touchdowns, although it looked like his shoulder was um, yeah, I in think... a lot of pain. So I don't know if, if he's expected to be back or he's, not. Uh, he's, he's expected to miss at least one game from what I think, from what I read. Um, I, I personally think he's out. He's going to be out the next two games. So he's going to be out for fantasy playoffs, I think. Yeah, so then... Would you trust Adam Shaheen at all? <laughs> um, uh, me, personally, no, not at all. Um, I, I do know two Alexa tight ends. Um, if you have no other choice, I mean, it could be a nice little flex play. Um, but I don't, I don't, I, I can't start him um, uh, and feel comfortable with it. So, who do you trust more, Adam Shaheen or Jimmy Graham? Let's say that's your mm. two tight ends. The next couple of weeks, you know, on that I'm going to go with Shaheen because, okay, Parker got injured. Don't know the extent of his injury. We know Gasecki's out. Grant is injured as well, and I think he's got a hammy. He's going to miss probably next game. Um, so I Preston, think because of Preston Williams is out as well. So. Yeah, he's on. He's on IR, so he's not coming back. So I think based on that, um, you know, I might, I might, I'm, I want, I want to, I want to feel terrible starting Shaheen. I'll probably start him on DFS for sure next week. Yeah, I think he's a good DraftKings play next week. So he was tight end two. Tight end three was TJ Hawkinson. I think we've all spoke about TJ Hawkinson and um, what you can expect from him. Um, Matt Stafford had to go out of the game at the end, though, with an injury. Any inclination that he might miss a week? Or do you think it was just precaution at that stage? Uh, I have not heard anything on Stafford. Um, I, yeah, I don't, I don't see. I, I mean, I think he's questionable, so he might have something. Um, because he was in pain, from what I heard. Um, okay. They're saying it might have been a rib injury, which could be something similar. I mean, I don't think it's severe as Breeze, so I can actually see him. I mean, they don't have any playoff um, implications or anything, so I could see. I could. I could see him being set. Uh, 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 being benched there for the next two weeks. How much trust would you have in Hawkinson if it's Chase Daniel on the center? I actually would trust the tight end. I think tight end's always been a safety valve for uh, for any any new QB, any rookie QB, any backup QB. Um, that's that's why you see Miami tight ends doing so well. And um, like I, I I would I would actually I mean I would trust them. I would still start uh, T.J. Hawkinson. Okay, and then in terms of um, 
players with more than six targets at tight end or six or more. So you had some of the usual suspects like Mike Gesicki, Dallas Goddard, Logan Thomas, um, Jordan Akins. I don't know if he's a, if you can trust somebody like him. Dawson Knox, Mo, I know you've been a fan of Dawson Knox, but one player that might surprise you, Cole Komet, actually uh-huh. had seven targets. Um, so I think they're trying to slowly wean him into the offense, but could you trust <laughs> Cole Komet at all? No, play? no, not at all. No, not this year. I mean, you have Jimmy Graham still there taking, taking up uh, touches, uh, taking up looks. Uh, yeah, you can't trust him this year. Next year, I think uh, he's a solid tight end pickup. And then one last player, because he, he did have a good week for fantasy, uh, Robert Tunyon. So, again, he's playing consistently playing around 60 to 70% snap share, consistently getting about five targets. In fact, the last last four games, he's had five, 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 five targets. <laughs> and he's had five, five, four, five catches. So he's quite efficient by the looks of it. Um and he's had one touchdown in all four of his um, last so five targets, one reception. He's getting anywhere between 35 and sort of 70 yards. So, you know, not threatening Travis Kelsey with those yardage. But next two games, two of the best for um, in terms of tight end, Carolina and Tennessee. So Robert Tunyon, somebody you might consider trading for in a ah. premium I can't see me trading for him just because I don't know his future outlook. I think he's definitely someone that you would start. Um, if you have him, you should feel comfortable starting him. I I mean, if you're trading him, I mean, what what were you giving up? Maybe, I mean, I, I presume the guy wants a second rounder. I don't know if I feel comfortable giving up a second rounder. Maybe a third and a player. Yeah. I'm just trying to think of sort of injured players who you might be slightly overpaying for, but... Uh, Maybe, like, uh, I mean, I don't know. What do you think about Preston Williams for Ta- Robert Tunyon? I wouldn't in a tight end premium, personally. And then throw in a fourth rounder? Or it has to be a third rounder? <sighs> yeah, might get it done with, like, say you traded for somebody's early fourth, late third. That'll probably get it done. But I'm not sure. If you're in the playoffs, you're not going to trade away Tunyon. Um, if you're not, you might just try and cash in thinking that Green Bay don't historically use the tight end. But certainly, some, I mean, I've got him in the IDP league and I'm going to seriously have to look at starting him, especially if Brandon Cooks is out and I have no faith in Duke Johnson. So he's coming straight out of my lineup, even though David Johnson's on IR. I, I just can't they did- trust Duke. They did say Brandon Cooks is going to be good next week. I think this was just precautionary. They took him out this week. Okay, fine. So is is uh is David Johnson not back next week? Was he was on the he's COVID, on IR? Uh, was it COVID IR though? Wasn't it? No, I think IR IR. I think he's going to oh, miss okay. two weeks if I'm not oh, mistaken. Wow. Yeah, I'm going to have a quick look at the news. I thought they put him on the three week IR as opposed to just the COVID. Yeah, not, correct. Yeah, I believe it's a three week one. Yeah, and if that's the case, he's gone. Uh, oh, hold on. No, he's saying 21 hours ago, they reckon... Oh, he was the COVID-19 IR oh. for close contact. So he should be back next week. But 
next week is playing the Bears. So I don't know how much you'd want to trust David Johnson on the road at the Bears. Um, oh, no, they, they just played them. It should be someone else. Oh, sorry. Okay, they got the Colts then oh. on the road to Indianapolis. So it'll be a dome game. So weather won't. That's still, that's still a tough game, right? So still a tough run game. But if, yeah, week 16 against the uh, Bengals, you might want to put him in. I don't know. It's a tough one. He's Chiggs, you've got him. Um, I don't know. I think he's just been a bit bit disappointing. But then there was a stretch early in the season where he got between yeah. 12 and 15 he, he was, points. He was, he was a solid RB too. Um, you know, and that's kind of what you expect from him. You know, maybe yeah. if you fire up against the Bengals, you could flirt with RB1 numbers. But yeah, you know, he, he's, he's kind of done his job, you know, if you had him this season. Yeah, he's yeah. solid enough. So, cool. Any other players you just want to mention to look out for for next week that we hadn't touched on? Mo, anyone on your radar? Um, trying to think. I mean, we've I think we've discussed majority of um. Keelan Cole actually, with Gardner Minshew back, he had twelve targets this week. Would you have any faith in anyone on the Jags? I think Chark's number should go up. Uh, okay. Chark has always been Gardner Minshew's favorite uh, favorite target, and usually it's D.D. Westbrook, which I haven't heard his name at all this whole season, so I don't know what's going on there. It's usually yeah. D.D. Okay, <laughs> so yeah, if, I mean I, I don't even know if he's playing. He's not. Usually when Minshew's uh, behind center, it's uh, it's Chark number one, D.D. number two, but I guess it's um, at this point Keenan Cole and Conley maybe up there. Uh, I just know it's Minshew time though. Got to start Minshew. Doesn't matter who they're playing, just to start them. You're riding out Minshew. You're well, riding uh, out Minshew for the foreseeable future. <laughs> and Chiggs, I can't wish you the same. So hopefully, Mo, I'll see you in the in the final. But uh, <laughs> yeah, good luck, Mo, because yeah. then it'll mean that it'll be an all podcast final, regardless. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. Which yeah. is always good. Um, you, you know, there's actually there's still a small chance of that happening in IDP as well. There is no. You're you're I think, actually. I think Chiggs actually. I think Chiggs wins IDP this week. I mean, yeah, hey, Chiggs, oh, if you I need, need players, 20, I need twenty-one points from Baker tonight. I think I, I mean, knock on wood against Baltimore. I, I can see you getting it. Um, but yeah, um, uh, let, let, let's talk after after you win this week. Uh, <laughs> I think you need some players to get you that final. Uh, I don't know how Chiggs. how it's ended up, but um, I think me and Mo, <laughs> me and Mo, have ended up trading third-round picks by a sort of long circuitous route and. Weirdly, like Mo's pick is actually earlier than mine. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, I was saying Chiggs' attempts at getting a top three pick have been <laughs> Bill O'Brien sort of managing oh, the God. Super Bowl. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> it's like trying to tank and uh, end up in the playoffs and might make the semis. <laughs> uh, so this is the thing. Yeah, you, you could end up with pick 11 or 12. That would be the funniest thing after trying to get a top three pick. Oh, well, don't get me wrong. If I end up with pick 12, I'll be very happy. So, Of course. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Well, uh, good luck against uh, Cash in that game. And um, to much. everyone, good luck with the playoffs for next week. And we'll be back breaking down week 15 next week. So for now, that's me saying goodbye. Uh, Mo? Giddy up. And Chiggs? Yeah, folks.